Welcome to another great episode of Pick Like Food Radio. I'm your host, Tim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach, and this is the podcast to learn how to create your dream business so you, too, can live your dream lifestyle. I am the founder and creator of the Dream Business Academy and the Dream Business Coaching and Mastermind Program, and I coach entrepreneurs and small business owners at all levels how to build the business of their dreams. Today's episode is brought to you by the Dream Business Academy. That is a three-day live event. Our next one, our seventh event, is taking place uh, in Providence, Rhode Island, actually, coming up September 27th, 28th, and 29th in, um, as I say, in, in uh, beautiful seaside uh, Rhode Island. This is a marketing and business building event where you're going to learn how to build a million-dollar platform, which is exactly what I've used to grow my multiple businesses. You can learn more at Dream Biz Academy. DreamBizAcademy.com. By the way, early registration discounts are happening right now. And, well, depending when you listen to it anyway, I suppose if you're listening in September, that won't be the case. But you can get $100 off your ticket price using the coupon code PODCAST at checkout. Again, that's DreamBizAcademy.com. Use the coupon code PODCAST and get $100 off your registration and I'm really excited about this week's show, folks. My special guest is an entrepreneur and sales closer. I don't call him the sales trainer. He's an actual teaches people how to close. His name is Kayvon. Let me briefly introduce him. We'll bring him right on. Kayvon is also known as the one-call closer. It's one of the most effective and sought-after sales trainers and closing clients over the phone, an international sales trainer and keynote speaker with over 20 years of closing experience. Kayvon helps coaches, consultants, and service providers close their high-ticket services over the phone with one call, even for those who hate selling, a.k.a. 98% of the people, I think. Kayvon and his one-call closer system has helped thousands of coaches close millions of dollars in sales over the phone with one strategy. Kayvon has spent decades developing the art of closing and has proven why traditional sales tactics don't work. Kayvon, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm excited to be here. Hey, my pleasure. I, I can't believe we haven't connected before. Um, I guess it was uh, interview connections that probably brought us together, but uh, I'm really intrigued by what you're doing. Uh, and before we dive right into that topic, let me uh, just circle back and ask you about your entrepreneurial roots. Or were your parents entrepreneurs, grandparents, or are you the first in your family to have that entrepreneurial gene? I'm definitely the first, I think, in my family to have the entrepreneurial gene, not to have the uh, sales gene, though. I think sales ran through my lineage, but uh, I had uh, relatives who sold for other people and other products, but when it came to entrepreneur, I, I feel that I'm the one that wants to uh, create that gene, I guess you can say, for my legacy and for my family. So where did you – did you uh, – tell me about your background before you started your business. Were, were you in sales or did you go or did you go right from college yeah, to so, uh, starting a business? Yeah, for sure. So what I – you know, my background with sales starts way back at the age of 13. I got my first sales – you know, sales job with my, actually my uncle, he would bring me to uh, his work. He used to sell furniture at the local furniture store. And I would sit there on weekends with him and I'd watch him do sales and I would, you know, help him with his paperwork and do all the filing. And I saw what it was to be a salesperson and, and what that kind of lifestyle looked like. So growing up, I always knew I wanted to do something with sales. And I mean, I went from everywhere from beginning jobs to doing the furniture store to being a uh, shoe salesperson 
I got in the hard goods industry, so I was very heavily involved in the ski and snowboard industry here up in Canada. So I was a sales rep for one of the biggest uh, ski companies. And then that turned into selling many other things between mortgages and real estate. And uh, just previously to my entrepreneurship, I was I grew to become the number one uh, sales representative for the largest uh, pharmaceutical company in the world. And it was at that at that point I just knew uh, I just knew that if I was going to ever sell anything, I was going to sell myself or sell my own product and systems. Uh, I was brought into the office, and when uh, my um, my manager and the CEO uh, realized that I was doing you know kind of going outside the box, they they told me that I had to make a commitment right then and there to either stay there and to help them sell and build their dream, or I would have to leave and go and build my dream. And I knew it was in that moment that it was it was time for me to step outside that box and go after what I truly wanted and what I deserve and, and go build what I want to build for myself and the dream that I want to give to my family and, and to my lineage. You know, it's interesting is that moment of truth that we all have to face, that always comes a little sooner than we expect. <laughs> like if you're throttling down one business or one job, but you haven't quite built up the cash flow of whatever you're building, we always have to make that leap first, which I think is probably uh, it's probably a good uh, entrepreneurial trait. Do you, do you have the chutzpah to jump off and, and fly or not? Yeah, I think, I could, I, again, I couldn't agree with you uh, more. And literally, it was that moment right there where I just had to make that decision. And, you know, I had no idea what I was going to do. I had no idea how I was going to do it. But I knew that if I was ever going to do it, it was that moment. I mean, I was set up. I had a great career. Things became very, let's say, easy for me. But what happens is is you get very comfortable. And I didn't have a family at that time. And uh, or even I think you know I think I was single too, so I knew that if there was ever a time, it was going to be right here, because I would have rather than get caught in that, you know, the rat race and this what we call comfortable. And what I say to people is we justify to ourselves why it's okay to give up on our dreams or give up on our wishes, and we justify by saying, oh, at least I have this or at least this is happening. And that to me is I don't know if we're allowed to swear, but it's complete bullshit. And I don't want to just at least have something and justify to myself why it was okay to give up on my dream. So I got up, I left, and it was the best thing I could have ever done. Now, uh, you know, uh, anybody who's in business is in sales, and it's always a question you hear. How many people here in sales? Well, every hand should go up, you know. But every hand. I'm, I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm really, I'm really intrigued with the closing process. Um, but when, and obviously, if you're going to close, there has to be a sales process for you to get to the close. I mean, I, I don't think you're suggesting you can go right from, hi, I'm Jim, you're going to join my coaching program, right? So, but do you only focus for, for the most part when you're working with your clients on the closing part of it, or, or do you also work with the with the sales process or pre-close, well, whatever well, you want to call it? That's that's I mean that that's the that's the big thing is we right now I think this world is inundated with a lot of salespeople. Is literally littered with people who can know they they know how to sell they sell they sell but very few of them actually know how to close and when I think about it when in fact if you think of all the millions of people who had ideas they had dreams they had phenomenal things that they wanted to do in this world but because they didn't know how to close them they gave up on themselves they didn't close what they needed and because of that the dream dies or the idea died until someone else comes and picks up that same idea or that same concept, or the dream, and they're successful because they can bring it to the market and close the market on that product or on that service, and the idea becomes accepted. 
The question is, who gets the credit, the dreamer or the closer? And I realized that very quickly after I left sales, I, I realized that there's a lot of people who can sell, but they can't really close. So where I come in to answer your question is, I come in more at the end stage of the selling. I say, if you need people to tell your, you know, your audience how great your product is and what it can do, that's not what I do. If you need somebody to take the contract, to get the handshake and get the money in the, you know, into the door, that's what I do. So what I do is I come in, I look, I definitely look at the sales process because you said it earlier, without a sales process, you got no close. If you don't know who your prospects are, if they're not qualified prospects, there are no close, that you just don't have that close. So I do help companies, I do help thought leaders, I do help the coaches, consultants with their selling process if I think that they need to adjust it here or there. And I do bring in ideas there, but I'm usually pulled in to be the closer. So I, I have contracts right now where I'm working with people. They already have the funnel set up. These applicate, they, they have their prospects that have already done the application, but they can't seem to close these people, you know, a $25,000 event over the phone. That's where I come in. That's where my team comes in, and we close that for them. That's really interesting. So, um when did was there an epiphany for you you know when either when you were working for somebody else or when you thought man this cause of, there's several steps to you know obviously to start of the relationship the funnel all of that but was there an epiphany moment for you um Kayvon, when you said this is this is where the gold is it's this final step it's the closing strategy cuz i think every my opinion is everybody's born with a with a god-given skill or talent and if yours is closing sales when did that occur to you See, selling and closing, I want to, you know, occurred to me again when I was a lot younger. I just, I knew I had, you know, you said everyone has a God-given talent. Whatever that God-given talent is, you got to own it and you got to really focus on that one thing. And if that is that one thing you become a master of and that's how you can kind of impact that world. And that one thing for me was sales. I, I from the from the beginning of the beginning, I just remember people always. I would speak to people, and they would, you know, you'd always get the comment, "Ooh, you're a salesperson." Ooh, you're, you know, and they could tell that, you know, I was good with words and all that. And I thought that that was good enough, right? So I thought I can just rely on that God-given talent. But as I got older, and as I got into different positions I was in, you know, from going shoe sales is a lot different than talking, you know, a million-dollar deals with hard products or services or now I'm in uh, like I said was um, sort of the pharmaceutical industry when I got in the pharmaceutical industry uh, I thought to myself I said oh man this is where the A players are like this is you know the pharmaceutical world this is where you know the doggy dog if I can if I can make this happen I am the salesperson and it was not even in a year I grew to becoming the number one uh, salesperson in the company and I don't say that to boast I say that to, to, to go to the exact problem I saw was like there, there are a lot of great salespeople. Like they, they can build the relationship. Uh, they can, they can be the yes man. But when it comes to getting those hard deals, when it comes to getting that product or that one, that that one thing you need, that exchange, what we call that critical exchange. The critical exchange is where you go from selling and then you go to closing. So a critical exchange is where now I've actually given you my service or I've given you my product and you've given me either some money, some sort of value back. And I realized that not many people can do that. And that epiphany came to me when I started out on my own a year ago when I realized that selling over the phone is a lot different, or I should say closing over the phone is a lot different than trying to sell your product and service. To get somebody to part with, whether it's $1,000, $5,000, $25,000, 
It's not about selling the features. It's not about selling the benefits. You're now into a different realm, which is you're providing a solution. You're showing them from where they are, which is their pain. Everyone has a pain, whether it's a, whether it's a personal pain, whether it's a financial pain, whether it's a surface pain. We all have a pain. And, it's, and as a closer, it's your, your obligation, and I believe it's my duty, to be able to provide the solution and provide what I call that promised land and get them to that promised land. And I believe closers who really know how to do that are the ones that are going to be effective and be able to close more uh, efficiently and easier. When I was doing a little research for the interview, Kayvon, I, I must admit I was, I was pretty impressed. Um, you, you not only focus on the close, so that's kind of niche number one, but you focus on closing sales over the phone. So I'm guessing it's probably not your, in your bailiwick or to go out and, and do training for major companies live in person and on the road. So you, your specific niche is helping people close big deals over the phone, right? Yes. I, 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 that's why the, you know, the media calls me the one call closer. And that's because if, if again, if we have the qualified, if we have the sales process down, I can close you know, that high ticket sale over the phone within one call. Companies do bring me in to train. So I do train their sales staff on how on my mythology and how to close over the phone and if they're big big ticket items companies actually bring me in to sell for them personally so i i will offer that service uh, depending again on the product and the sales funnel and or one of my team members will come in and do the selling for them so there's i do a little bit of the sales training and i do the selling right now as well very cool what are the common mistakes people make when they're trying to close over the phone yeah, so one of the biggest common mistakes that I see people make uh, when closing over the phone is they try to act, they, they're acting like a traditional salesperson. And again, when you're trying to close, and, and I want to be very specific, a high ticket item is a lot different than a, a $100 product or a $500 product. Sure, if you're selling a $500 product, sell the shit out of the features and the benefits and whatever. Be that typical, you know, come on down, you know, if you want to have that. But when you're when you're selling a service, you're selling that high ticket. You cannot act like a typical salesperson. So what does that mean is you can't be too excited. Like the tone I'm using right now, this is very exciting right now because we're on a podcast and, and I'm allowed to be. But if I was making sales, this is not the tone I would be using. Uh, I Also, I see they ask for the sale way too early, way too late before they even can identify what the actual pains are of the prospect. A huge common thing I see with salespeople, and I'm sure you can agree with this, is they don't listen they don't actually listen. They talk, 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 and they don't understand when closing. And I tell this is one of the things I do in my training is when you're doing high-ticket selling, it 80% is listening, 20% is talking. goes back to the rules of entrepreneurship, rules of business, the 80-20 rule. Uh, and or they are selling the features and benefits. They're selling how great the service is or how great the product is, but they're not selling the actual transformation. You've got to sell the transformation. You've got to sell the outcome if you want to be effective on the phone. So what are the what are the main reasons to ask questions to the prospect and then how so, what's that yeah. process look like? Yeah, so the that goes back so this really goes back to what I was saying is about listening. And if you're going to speak, which is a 20%, the only thing you should be speaking is you should be asking questions. And the reasons why you would ask questions are really only for three reasons. Discovery, control, or motivation. So when you're looking at discovery, you you need to get the information required to close the sale as soon as possible. You need to understand, again, what their pains are, what they're looking for if you want to close. Control. The person who asks the questions with finesse can actually direct and lead the conversation to the end result fast. 
If you lose control of the conversation, you lose control of the sale. If you lose control of the sale, you don't have a close. So you always have to be in control as the salesperson or as, the, as what I would call the closer. And number three is a prospect will never move if they don't have motivation. And now the motivation, it can be discovered or it can be created. The prospect needs, you know you will, you're in control and you have a prospect when they get involved and they actually become excited and they want to get the order done right away. Wow. What's, what are some of the tools that you teach people on how to close over the phone? Because, uh, well, I mean, today you have Skype video and stuff, but I'm, I'm, I'm assuming most of your training is like phone-based, so it's all just, you know, talking without being able to see uh, some of the visual clues you might see if you were in person. Well, you can. So some of the tools you, I do, uh, one of the tools I do show is you can use visual clues. You can have, you're talking about a diagram or you're showing the transformation, you can actually get them to write, write it, like whether it's a triangle or a circle or a straight line. Like, because one thing we do know is if you, to, to humans, we learn most effectively and efficiently when we see it and we hear it. So one of the biggest obstacles and challenges we have by closing over the phone is we don't have the visuals. We don't have a PowerPoint. I think people who walk, uh, uh, I've seen sales closers that, well, salespeople, not closers, walk people through a PowerPoint presentation over the phone. I don't think that's really effective. I think that just ends up being a presentation. And again, if you're doing a presentation, that's great. That's part of the sales process. But that's not what I do. I do the closing. So actually, one of the tools, and it isn't so much a tool, it's, it is a question, I say. that The greatest tool is a question you can use over the phone. And those are what we call redirection questions. This is where you answer a question with another question in order to regain control remember it's all about control, to continue the discovery process and getting that prospect motivated. It allows, it, it really those, um, the redirection questions allows to maintain constant control over the sales conversation. It's one of the most powerful techniques you can use with high ticket selling methodology. Is the discovery process. Is, is, is not the discovery, it's called, is using redirection questions. So, oh, gotcha. so if a cost, prospect, when you ask them, it was put it this way, the person asking the question is the one that has the control. So if I'm on the phone and my prospects are asking all the questions, I've lost control and I will never get the sale. So when they ask me a question, I have to use this technique, what I call redirection question, and that's basically asking a question with a question. An example uh, of that know, is it? Yeah, yeah I would on. love to get an example. Thank you, Kate. Yeah, so an example of that, if someone asked me a question um, – uh, you know, how do you, uh, you know, how do you, how does your process work, Kayvon? Like, what is it exactly you do? You, I would reply and go, well, you know, you know, Mr. Prospect, so, you know, Jim, that's a great question. If you don't mind me asking, why is closing more clients over the phone so important to you right now anyway? You see how he put that back, took that control back? Yeah. Yep. Or if someone, you know, and, and, uh, if someone's like, yeah, I've seen these products before, you know, I, I can't trust it, whatever it may be, you go, oh, I, I, I'm surprised. Oh, I'm surprised you think that way. You seem like you're an intelligent, uh, intelligent business owner, intelligent entrepreneur. Uh, what was it about X that you didn't like? <laughs> Have you, do you say that? You seem like an intelligent person because I, I would think that could be taken uh, – two ways like I, obviously I think you're saying it's to pay a compliment but it's almost like you're challenging like if you really think that maybe you're not intelligent or, or what do you think about that no 
Yeah, you are challenging. See, here's the thing is people expect, or as a salesperson, we were always, we were trained. See, this is where we're a little bit backwards with high ticket. We were trained that the process should be easy and make it absolutely easy for the prospect. In fact, it's what I teach it's supposed to be wrong. It shouldn't, the, the sales conversation shouldn't be a pleasant one. There should be pain. There should be, they should feel uh, a little bit of agitation. Like they now you've created that like urgency. You need to have, if it's a, if it's a, what I would call a pleasant conversation, you won't get to the close because then there will be no need for them to make a decision. You made them feel good. We're not here to make them feel good. We're here to provide them the transformation. And we're here to, and, it, and it's not when, and I really make it clear, and this is why I choose who I work with because I don't just, the stuff that I teach has a lot of sales psychology and just human psychology, and I will never work with any organization or any coach or consultant or anybody unless I truly believe that they have a product or a service that actually changes lives or changes people's businesses or whatever it might be, and that, they are, that they're 100% committed to that. Because what I can teach people, I can have people selling really bad products or really bad services that just don't help the, you know, the end user, and that is not what I'm about. So what I what I teach is not about being sneaky or tactics or 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 using human psychology for the negative. I use it for the positive because a lot of people see the question. The thing is, prospects usually, and I'm sure you you would agree, is they hold their poker hands their poker hand cards very close to their chest, and and sometimes prospect prospects are unwilling, and in many cases they're unwilling to be forthright in their answers to 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 our like the probing questions I may have. So I have to understand, or the prospect, or sorry, the closer needs to understand. You might have to ask the question once, twice, three times in different ways to get the real truth. Because if you don't really, again, I go back to, let me go back to the levels of pain. So this might be more, um, more clear of what it is I do. There's, there's only three pains that that anybody's going through. They're either a surface pain, a financial pain, or a personal pain. A surface pain is something like, oh, my Facebook ads aren't working, or this is a system in my business isn't working, or this employee left me and now I don't have a, a salesperson. That's, that's what we call surface pain. You'll never close a high-ticket sale on surface pain. The next level is what you call that financial pain. Now, because that person left me or the Facebook ad isn't working, I don't have the money coming in or my expenses aren't right or whatever that financial pain is. If you can get, which is, which is a very hard thing to do, but if you can get to what we call that personal pain, which is now your Facebook aren't working, for, your Facebook ads aren't working for whatever reason, or your salesperson left you, you now don't have enough money coming in, what's that personal pain? Well, you can't put food on the table. Or you're an entrepreneur and you've been struggling for two or three years and your wife has had enough and is about to leave you. Or you've been working 25 hours a week, uh, sorry, a day, right, trying to just figure out what's happening and you don't even get to see your kids. That's the personal pain. Does that make sense? Mm. It makes great sense, yeah. Wow, this, this, uh, this half hour has really flown by. I could talk to you for, yeah. for, for – I'd love to have you back in a couple of months. been uh, – explore this even more i'm sure there's people that are uh curious that want to come find you and what's a website and, and what's the best way to connect with you i make it very i make the sales process very easy for people you can get me at kvon.com that's www.kayvon.com and everywhere from there you can find me and i just again i just like to take the time and say thank you i've always appreciative of people having me on their show and being able to speak to their audience and 
and just being able to provide as much value as I can. Well, I, I tell people, look, you can start a business. You can even opt for the uh, varnish finish on your uh, business card. You can have a fancy desk, but if you ain't closing sales, you don't have a business, Jack. So I'm very much into this uh, conversation. It's very important. So thanks again for coming on, Kayvon. Thank you so much. Hey, folks, that wraps up this special episode of Sick Light Glue Radio. Again, thank you to Dream Business Academy for sponsoring this show. Again, you get $100 off your early registration discount using the coupon code podcast at dreambizacademy. That's dreambizacademy.com. Thank you to my editors, assistants, all of my dream team members that support me and, and just actually make my day so darn fun. I'm your host, Jim Palmer, the dream business coach. I am, as always, committed to helping you build a more profitable business faster, and you take good care.